Hey everyone, Candace Eisner here. This week I wanted to talk to you a little bit about being alone. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, happy Monday, everyone. I hope you guys are having a great day so far. Well, maybe it's not Monday when you're listening to this, but I say that pretty much every week, don't I? Regardless, I hope you're having a great day. And uh, this week, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the whole idea of being alone in your business or your practice. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about that is it tends to be a habit or um, something we tend to do a lot when we are self-employed. You know, maybe you're you're fully like you're fully solo, like me. Um, you work, I work from my home, um, maybe you work from home too, and it's just you, no one else works with you. Or maybe you're in a solo practice, and maybe you do have co-workers per se, but you almost never see them because everybody's very independent where you work. Certainly a lot of the offices I worked at as an RMT, it was like that, like I maybe saw my co-workers and chatted with them, like, I don't know, other than a waving high in the hallway, it was like, a very brief conversation once a week, you know, um, you tended just to not have the time because everybody's so busy and then everybody works different hours, yada, yada. You you guys probably know exactly what I'm talking about, whether you're an RMT or you work in some other um, aspect of fitness or healthcare. So yeah, we tend to stick to ourselves um, and that's not necessarily a good thing, is it? We also tend to be super focused on do it yourself. You know, if you haven't done it yourself, then clearly you're not making it as a business person or at least so we tend to think, so we tend to think society is telling us that, you know, you need to hustle and get it all done yourself. And we also tend to think, and this is a big thing I know with entrepreneurs or self-employed people, if you want it done like, right, you gotta do it yourself. And that's a little bit of a problem. And those of you who have kind of uh, experienced burnout or experienced um, just being, even if you didn't hit full burnout, if you just experienced being super overwhelmed in your business and your practice, um, you you realize why that's not necessarily, it's not just necessarily, it's really not a good way to think. Certain things, yes, maybe you should do it yourself, but a lot of things, it really helps to have other people to help you out with it. And, you know, we tend not to reach out to others for help because we are so focused on building our businesses the way that we want it to be. And we tend to forget that we can actually reach out to others. Even if they're not directly doing the work, they can help you in other ways. And we'll get to that in a minute. You may already know kind of what I'm talking about. You know, and the other thing is in this digital age, you know, where we've got Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and LinkedIn, although I don't know too many people that actually use LinkedIn too much. And all kinds of other social media, you know, we tend to replace the real world interactions with our peers, with uh, other people who are business people, even if they're not uh, in the same industry as us. You know, we tend to replace those real world interactions with the ones that happen on the tiny computers in our hands or sitting on our desks in between patients or in between seeing clients. Depends what you do. 
You know, and I love social media. I mean, you guys have probably noticed that. I'm on social media quite a bit and I use it in my business to promote my business, but also just to interact with friends and, um, you know, make, I've made new ones too over social media. And I love online communication, generally speaking. Um, I find that really comfortable for me. In fact, I'm the type of person, and maybe you're the same, where if I'm interacting with a business and they insist that I call in order to book an appointment or whatever it might be, I will give them a pass. I'm not interested in a business that will only communicate with me by via phone. Um, yes, I get that sometimes hopping on the phone is the better way to communicate for certain types of things, but if they won't allow me to email or um, some some businesses, maybe not like your doctor's office, but some businesses it might be appropriate to say, do like a Twitter DM or something like that to interact with them. Like certainly, for example, when I've had issues with Air Canada, I communicated with them uh, by DM on Twitter. So that was totally that was totally fine. That's not, you know, private information being exchanged on social media. So it's all to say, you know, I'm the type of person who really prefers to work with a business that is willing to communicate with me online through some channel that makes sense for what it is that they do and like the relationship that I have with them. And so probably a lot of you feel that way too, or at least that's that's what you're finding with your own business. It's like people want to use online booking, people want to email you, people don't want to have to phone you to book an appointment. People don't want to have to phone you to ask a question. Certain things, yes, maybe you should for privacy reasons, and we, we won't go off on that tangent. But um, yeah, you know, we're in a digital age. So because we are on those tiny computers in our hands or the ones sitting on our desk in between patients, or clients, um, we tend to kind of do a lot of our social interacting or a lot of our networking through that media. And that's great and all. But, you know, Facebook groups and the online groups and all that kind of stuff that matches what you're looking for, those are great. But still, it's always a really good idea to try to find ways to interact with like-minded practitioners or like-minded business people, even if they don't do exactly what you do. Um, in your area, you know, that face-to-face coffee chat kind of thing is really, really helpful. And sometimes some things simply cannot be conveyed online in the same way that they're going to be conveyed face-to-face. You know, you will make connections with people faster often. I'm not saying it's always this way, but you can make a deep connection with somebody face-to-face that you might not have been able to make on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. So, It's something definitely to think about is try to have at least some of your interactions with other people who do what you do or do something similar to what you do be face to face because it really is a win for everybody when you work on building those relationships with other practitioners. Like here's like, you know, quick, quick listing of why it is a quick win. And there's many other reasons. But number one is it's a source of referrals in both directions. So Say you're a physiotherapist and you could definitely use more clients. You know, if you get to know other health and fitness uh, people in your area, they can refer people to you when they've got an injury or when they've got something specific that they could use physiotherapy for and vice versa. Say um, the person that you're networking with is a chiropractor and um, you know that this person could use some chiropractic. 
then, you know, it's just, it's a two-way street, right? Referring back and forth. Um, I'm sure those of you who work in those industries are well aware of how good that is. But sometimes in this day and age, we tend to avoid making those face-to-face, like local connections because we're so kind of focused on the digital ones. But if you make those face-to-face connections, chances are good you're going to actually get more referrals that way. And another thing is just someone to talk to about work. You know, it's it's great to meet, meet other practitioners in your area, especially if you work completely solo, especially if you work from home or you work out of a, say, a rented clinic space where you don't really have coworkers at all. It's just so nice to like, even if it's just once a month or once every couple of months, if that's all the time you have, just sitting down with somebody and just talking about patient cases, obviously in an, in an appropriate way. You know, we're talking about just uh, ideas for extra things you could add to your practice or marketing ideas or just anything like that at all. You know, it's nice to bounce ideas off someone who's, you know, like-minded, even if you guys aren't besties, but, you know, in business, you you get along and you have certain, you have similar views on how you should be running your practices. That's really great to have somebody to bounce those ideas off of. So I recommend trying to find somebody who is a good match for that. Um, another thing is that it's great to have those local uh, connections because you'll have somebody to learn from. You know, no matter where you are in your business, whether it's year one or year 20, there's always more things to learn. And, you know, someone may have taken a CEU course you weren't aware of. Somebody might have really awesome marketing uh, strategies that you could employ in your own business. Someone might uh, have some new ideas on how you could do certain things. Someone might be educated differently than you, too. You know, it could be, say, that you're you're uh, sitting with a, a physician, you know. So like you're the business person that you're just having coffee with, say you're a uh, physiotherapist and they're a, a, phys- a, um, a physician or you're an RMT and they're a physician. They can learn some things from you and you can learn some things from them. And that's really awesome. You know, it's, not, hey, free learning. <laughs> and uh, yes, you can use that as a CEU credit uh, RMTs out there. I think they've changed the rules a little bit so that you can, you have to limit the amount of conferring with peers stuff, but Anyway, I won't I won't get into that either. We'll go down a, a major tangent there. But uh, all's to say, you know, having someone to learn things from is really, really great. And it can be a two way street there, too. And the fourth thing that popped into my head is that, you know, sometimes you just make a friend like that's not a bad thing either. You know, even if you guys uh don't really have a lot to share in terms of sort of business advice, like maybe you do have some things, but uh you end up making just a new friend. And hey, that's not a bad thing, especially if you just moved to a new city. So, you know, there's four major reasons why it's a big win to kind of build relationships with other practitioners in your area. Um, But as well, it's also a huge win when you find an entrepreneur or networking group that's a good fit for you. So now we're talking about finding a bigger group. Like say sometimes you see those women's business networks. Um, I know a lot of cities in Canada have those. That's just one example. Obviously, if you're not a woman, you don't identify as a woman. There are other types of business networks like local business networks um, where you can just 
connect with other people who own businesses, get to know people in your local community. Sometimes, say, the local business association will have those kinds of meetups as well, where you can just meet people who run other local businesses, get to know them. Again, like it's a great place to get a source of referrals. It's someone to talk to about work. Like even if they don't do something even close to what you do, you can still get ideas on like marketing or like... um people you can talk to in order to get more clients into your business, all that kind of stuff. So this happens as well in the large networking groups, you know. Um, This also helps you develop other skills outside of the ones that are related to healthcare, like I was just kind of alluding to, right? Like the marketing stuff, the business development stuff, time management, bookkeeping, and all that other stuff that comes with running a business of any kind. And I know, at least for RMTs, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for a lot of other people working in health and fitness, you tend to avoid a lot of that stuff. I'm not saying you all do, but a lot of people do because it's not where your passion is. Your passion is working with clients, you know, doing treatment plans or doing specific types of treatments or, you know, that kind of thing. The working one-on-one with your patients or clients, that's where your passion is. Your passion's not sitting at your computer and figuring out a marketing plan or doing your bookkeeping or getting your stuff ready for your accountant. For most of you, that's the kind of stuff that you try to put off to the side because you don't want to have to do it or you don't don't love doing it, even though you'll do it because you have to. But, uh, you know, if you get together with these entrepreneur or networking groups, you will start to learn those kinds of skills that that tends to be what happens with these groups is they'll have present they'll have people come in and do presentations about this kind of stuff. You'll make connections. So maybe like you've been just floundering with your bookkeeping, you have no idea like what to do and you can afford to hire someone. Well, guess what? Maybe in this networking group, there's a bookkeeper who would be a good fit for you or somebody knows a bookkeeper who would be a good fit for you. Again, this is a great thing about having these networking events or networking groups. Even if, you know, um, not everybody in the group is sort of uh, a fit for you, not everybody sort of jives with the way you do things, but certainly most of the time, you know, as long as you do your work to try and find a good group, you can probably find a group that's got people who are like-minded even if, like I said, they don't do exactly the same thing you do, they're still like-minded in how they run their business. So, you know, it's great to have those connections. And, uh, you know, speaking of that, the thing that I notice, especially with RMTs, I do see it with other healthcare providers, but it tends, I don't know why it's RMT specific. Maybe I'm just sensitive to it because I am a retired massage therapist, but I see a lot of them say, you know, well, people who don't work in my field don't understand my field. You know, I see this a lot. And on one hand, you're right. If you've never done something, and this isn't just for massage therapy, it's like any kind of career. If you've never done something, if you've never experienced it for yourself, well, then you can't say you truly understand it, can you? You can talk about it from other angles, like maybe you've got a friend who's done it or whatever it might be, but... um, you know, if you've never done it, then obviously you don't fully understand it the way someone who has done it does, right? So, but on the other hand, all business people face the same kinds of challenges when it comes to building strong businesses. It doesn't matter what field you work in, you know, you're going to face a lot of those similar problems and challenges and things that you need to overcome. Now, Myself, as an entrepreneur who works on the computer, basically, I'll say that because there's a lot of different things that I do, as uh, you know, a lot of you guys know. 
Um, you know, I do, um, I do a lot of sort of consulting for people in healthcare, whether it's, you know, consulting on their marketing on their website or whatever it might be. But, uh, so I am part of an entrepreneurial community called, it's called Buy Our Future, which sounds kind of a, like a funny name. Um, buyourfuture.com, by the way, if you want to look up what this is about. Um, actually, the sales of uh, positions within the community. So it is, it is a community you have to buy into, first off. I will, I will say that. Um, so maybe this wouldn't interest you guys at all. But I am mentioning it because I am part of the community. And I find it to be really awesome. And there are a few healthcare providers in there. It's not just all you know entrepreneurs of the computer type. But anyway, Buy Our Future community is basically a community put together by uh, Jason and Caroline Zook. And the way it works, the reason why it's called Buy Our Future is that when you purchase uh, membership in the community, you get permanent membership and you also get permanent access to everything they create as as business people. Obviously, you're not going to get like their kids or something like that. That would be weird. But you, you do get, like, if they create a course, if they create a pamphlet, like um, like a worksheet to help you on something, videos, uh, you know, any written books, like literally anything they create, you get a copy of. Um, and the reason why this appealed to me was because a lot of, well, first off, I knew Jason and Caroline's work, and I found it very helpful for building my own business. But more importantly, I knew the people in the community. I knew I knew who a few of those people were, and it appealed to me. They seemed like really interesting, smart business people um, who I could sort of bounce ideas off of, but also like take inspiration from. Um, and sure enough, like it has been really great for me. Um, people who are doing work. So first off, people are from all over the world in this group. Um, so this is an online, yeah, actually as a, as an aside, as a little bit of a tangent here, this is an online group. You know, I just, I just spent, you know, what, 10 minutes telling you guys how you should try to find groups offline. I do strongly still think that. And I do personally try to make connections in my own business community here in, you know, in the neighborhood I live in, in Toronto. But this online group has been really great for me because I am meeting entrepreneurs or business, small business people who are of a similar mindset to me. And that is, you know, you want to basically all of us want to build strong businesses. We are not focused on endless amounts of growth or trying to, you know, get tons of venture capital to become like huge businesses. We're more focused on building businesses that align with who we are and what we want to do with our lives and also we want to focus on having happy lives first and building the business around that this may sound familiar to you guys because I have talked about this on the podcast before not in terms of buy our future but just in terms of that's how that's my philosophy and that's how I really feel all of you should be building your business too, is try to focus first on what's important in your life and build your business around that. So this community is of people who all think like that. Well, I shouldn't say all, but like a large chunk of them really feel that same vibe. And so that's why I'm part of this group. So that's why it's uh, really helpful for me and why I really think that you guys should think about it too, is, you know, try not to, not by our future specifically, by the way, just, just find a group that works for you. Try to find something offline just because those face-to-face connections are important. But it's okay to find something online too, especially if you found like the perfect group where people are, you know, it's people of different walks of life. It's people who 
work in different businesses, I think it's better not to isolate yourself and make it only all RMTs or all fitness coaches or whatever it is you do. Because then you start to get kind of this insular view of your career path of your profession. And that's not really healthy either. So try to find yes, it's okay to obviously have a group where it's all RMTs coming together or, you know, whatever your career is. But if you can find a group where it's multiple different professions, everybody is pretty open and sharing a lot, you know, you're going to find that you get a lot out of that kind of sort of networking, business building kind of stuff. And you're going to find that it's going to help your business a whole lot. So that's it for this week. I really just wanted to say, you know, try not to be that lone wolf, you know, uh, stereotype that we have. Try not to just think that you have to do everything on your own and, you know, you you can't reach out to others. There's nobody there for you because you are self-employed. You know, there are people that you connect with, that you can connect with, that is. There are networking groups. There are ways to confer with peers and with people who are outside of your profession who will give you new views into how you to run your business who will give you new ideas who may refer clients to you who may help you with things even they may say hey sure you know I'm I'm really good at you know enter thing here like I'm really good at marketing do you want to just sit together on some afternoon and I'll help you come up with a plan or at least like the basics of a plan like stuff like that will happen with you if you start to do networking and, and you know and it will be a two-way street because you can offer you know help in whatever way that you can help people out too so everyone's got their own strengths and weaknesses so yeah don't be don't be a loner allow other people into your business don't think that you have to do it all yourself don't have that mindset that if it, you don't do it yourself it won't be done right allow other people to help you out and you will find that your business is going to be a heck of a lot happier and probably you'll be less stressed out too which is always a bonus especially at this time of year we are coming into that fall busy season for most businesses especially our MTs. so I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and I will be back at you next week with another episode Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening into this week's podcast episode. I really do appreciate your time. If you're new to the podcast, hey, let me introduce myself. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former registered massage therapist in the province of Ontario. I like to say retired registered massage therapist, actually, because it sounds a little bit more fun. Hey, Freedom 35. But let's be real here for a second. I'm not actually retired. I am retired from the profession of massage therapy, but what I'm doing these days is I am helping those who work in healthcare or fitness or wellness build practices and businesses that really align with who they are and what they want out of life. That is really my big mission. That is important to me. So if you head on over to happylittlebiz.com, you can read a little bit more about who I am and what I'm about and read some of my free articles that I have available. You can also keep listening to this weekly podcast. I'd love it if you did that. And actually speaking about that, if you do enjoy the podcast, if you find it helpful, I would be so appreciative if you would share this episode or share another episode with friends or relatives or other people you know who work in health and wellness and fitness so that we can have more people listening to the podcast. And the more people that listen, the more topic ideas or requests I get, the better the podcast is. It works out well for all of us. 
So you can just share this on social media, you can share it by email, wherever you like you want to go. Um, if you need a link, head on over to happylittlebiz.com. You can get a link to my podcast episodes there, or you can just link people to Happy Little Biz. That would be great too. So thanks again. I really do appreciate it. This is it for this week's podcast, and I will see you back here next week.